Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into a Monday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Seth's going to produce the broadcast today. Uh, got a lot to chew on today couple of really good guests too uh Stephen Holder who is the Indianapolis Colts beat reporter for ESPN ESPN.com we'll talk about who else Anthony Richardson and his impact so far uh in Indy and then uh, Michelle Smith you see her covering softball for ESPN she will join us at the top of the one o'clock hour to talk about the field uh, which was set yesterday. The Gators, as I suspected, would not get to host a regional. They get sent a long way away. They go to the Stanford regional. But that's a trip. You know, they, they go out and play uh, California teams at the beginning of the year. So, uh, you know, not a, a real big deal. Well, <clears throat> after the weekend of baseball, it comes down to the final week. Arkansas has a one-game lead now over Florida and a game-and-a-half lead over LSU. Vanderbilt is now two games back with three to play. The last weekend, we'll have Arkansas at Vanderbilt and then Florida at Kentucky, and uh, LSU will be on the road at a suddenly slumping Georgia. Today, it's confirmed Ole Miss, the defending national champion, will not even make it to the SEC tournament. They have been officially eliminated. And the team that won it two years ago Mississippi State is hanging on for dear life. They've got eight wins in the league. Mississippi State is going to be hosting Texas A&M this weekend. And then Georgia and Missouri have ten wins each. Missouri just swept Georgia. Missouri's playing much better. And... uh Missouri is going to be at a red-hot Auburn team. As I mentioned, Georgia will host LSU. So that's what it boils down to. Uh, Florida arguably played its best weekend series of the entire year. And think about it, Waldrop didn't pitch. Didn't pitch. And look, sometimes you look at a series and you think this team is this and this team is that. I got to tell you, and I said it the other day, I didn't think Vanderbilt was all that good. And Florida's really, Sully's really had their number, but they can't hit. I, I, maybe they had a bad weekend. I don't know. I mean, obviously they're 17 and 10 in the league, so they're doing something right. But they just didn't impress me at all. And that's to take nothing away from Florida and what it did. Uh, Gator men's golf teams at a regional today. They're playing right now in Michigan. And what a tough way to 
Did you see how lacrosse lost against Notre Dame in the last 10 seconds at home? Oof. Just feel, felt really bad for Mandy O'Leary's team. Um, but their season is now done. Track went to the SECs, did not win a championship, uh, neither the women's uh, or the men's categories. All right. I'm going to talk about the NBA playoffs, too, and about expectations. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Daryl, hello. Hey, good afternoon, Steve. Made it over to the ballpark Friday night. Man, shout out to Derek Fabian, Steve. Stepping right in, you know, Josh Rivera is going through concussion protocol. And I want to echo some of the statements you made over the weekend on the broadcast. Steve, this team, you know, seemed like they get along real good and the chemistry's there, man. If you got that, you know, it could be something special. I mean, it helps. Uh, look, you don't, you know, most teams, not all, most teams that win and win big do have chemistry, you know, do get along and all of that, um, and they do. Uh, there's been past Florida teams that have not had it. I can tell you that. Um, so it's this bunch is a good group to be around, and they're also good as baseball players. Steve, Saturday night's game when Enrique Bradfield just got an umpire's face, I kind of thought, you know, the ump was going to eject him, but he kept letting him jaw, you know. Well, again, I, I think some fans get overly sensitive when it comes to that because of what happened with Neely and all of that. Let's just be honest about it. If you're an umpire behind the plate, everybody has a different mechanism, right? What, what, what sends the umpire into the mode of knock it off? Some umpires will let you jaw a little bit, okay? We don't, I don't know what was said, but obviously he wasn't, you know, Bradfield was very animated in what he said, but he could have just said, that was a terrible call. That was a terrible call. Well, okay. That's not going to get you kicked out. If you keep it up, it is. But he was walking away. So it just depends on the umpire, and it depends on what is said and how long it is said. Yeah. Well, Steve, I was kind of concerned, you know, when uh, Sully, you know, started Caglione yesterday. Instead of Waltrip, I said, uh, oh, my goodness, you know, just tags, you know, the outings he's had here in the past, walking players. But you know what? Hats off to Cag. Just they pitched a real good game, and uh, you know, but I say I was kind of concerned at first. Well, they've been working on him, shortening his stride, and I think that paid off yesterday. And I'm going to go back to something Kevin O'Sullivan told me a couple of weeks ago. He said, "If I, if we are going to win, if the last thing we do, the last game we play is in Omaha." and we win a championship, I'm going to need Jack Caglione to win a game for me in Omaha. Well, you, that, that's a process, right? And hopefully that process pay, paid fruition yesterday, and he'll continue to improve. Steve, how do you feel about a Derek Fabian here out? Do you think he's going to take over at third, fourth, Colby no. Hall, or they just going to? Nope. They'll rotate them back out. I, my, my instinct, because this is what happened yesterday. If you notice, when they pitched Fabian the first two days, he had a lot of fastballs. 
Right. He got a lot of breaking balls yesterday and didn't do very well with those. Correct. So that, again, teams will see that, right? So if he does stay in the lineup, he had a good series. If he does stay in the lineup, then he's got to make that adjustment because he's probably going to see more breaking balls because of what he did against the fastball. And if not, then they may platoon them. You know, when a righty pitches, then, you know, you got one. The lefty pitches, you got the other. That's a possibility, too. Okay. Steve, appreciate it, my man. Yep. Daryl, thank you. John, welcome to Sports Scene. Yes, good afternoon, Steve. Uh, what a great weekend. And obviously, you know, sweeping Vandy. But, uh, you know, this you know pretty big weekend for a couple of teams. You're talking about Arkansas earlier with a, half, or a one-game lead. Uh, scenario of Florida and Arkansas in the season tied since they didn't play each other. They go by either strength of schedule. Who gets it? I mean, I know they'd probably be co-SEC champs, but I mean, I mean, it, it, it's it quibbles about who's one or two and stuff like that when it goes to seeding. But uh, is that how the scenario goes? I think it goes. I can be corrected here. What you did in in the division, right? Oh, meaning like if Florida's record in the East and and Arkansas's record in the West, is that that what you're talking about? Yes, yes. I got you. And the only way that either there couldn't be a three-way tie because uh, LSU's played one less game, and I don't know if they're going to be able to make that up. They won't make it up. They are eliminated, or they could win by a less one less loss or something like that by percentage. So any anyway, that's you know just irrelevant. I just think that Florida's. In position, if they could take two out of three, I think we're very, very good chance of, of getting a super regional. Well, Kentucky's twenty-four and four at home, right? And and they're good there. Um, and right, you know, do. it's just like you know, what Florida is at home, right? What what they do. So right, it, it, winning a series there is certainly doable. I'm not saying it it isn't, but you know, can, sometimes we don't give credit to the other teams because you're Team, you right. so looking at your own, which I totally get, but it won't be easy. And, and Kentucky, I think from a confidence standpoint, when they were able to take the last game in Knoxville, not get swept, that helps them. Right. And uh, quick, real quick on softball, you know, going out to uh, Stanford, if they can somehow come through that, that bracket, I think they are in the Duke region. They would come back closer to home. Um, I, I mean, I watched a little bit of Duke against Florida State in the championship game. They're a good team. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't put anything past them. I think they've played really well this year. So I'm just kind of hoping, hoping, and pray that the the, the uh, ladies can come out and, and maybe take that region and and come home and see what happens. Okay, we'll see, John. Hey, man, you yep. have a good day, man. Thank you for your call. Twelve thirteen. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, ninety eight one FM, eight fifty AM, WYUF. Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, Gainesville. I'm Marshall Tempest. In Gator News, the men's golf team is at the NCAA Regionals and are currently tied for 12th with Purdue-Fort Wayne at two over par. The Gator baseball team moves up in the SEC East ladder, sitting at the top after sweeping Vanderbilt at home this weekend. They have their final series of the regular season against Kentucky in Lexington with Game 1 Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Gators softball have secured a spot in the NCAA tournament. They head to the Stanford Regionals on Friday to face off against the LMU Lions at 6 p.m. And in high school sports, the Newberry High School baseball team traveled to Chipley High 
for the 1A state semifinals on Wednesday at 10 a.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center, and I'm Marshall Tempest. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. A terrific local charity, a lot of them, and a lot of these charities do really good work, and one of those is the one I've been telling you about for a while, the Roadheaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. And they take at-risk young boys from troubled homes, they straighten out their lives through hard work, and you help them out with your donations of unused or unwanted vehicles. Because they take these vehicles, they fix them up, refurbish them, and then they resell them. So they indeed do learn real-life skills. If you have an unused or unwanted vehicle of any kind, please consider donating it to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. Your donations are tax-deductible. And believe me, these donations go a long way towards helping this really great cause. You can find out more by Googling Boys Ranch Palatka or by going to rbr.org. Steve Russell talking to all you healthcare workers out there. Don't just dream about your family's next adventure. Make it a reality. My Healthcare Federal Credit Union has super low rates for new and used boats, RVs, campers, and power sport vehicles. If you already own one, refinance it now with rates as low as 5.99% APR. And you might qualify for a gas card up to $100. We are My Healthcare Federal Credit Union, helping Florida healthcare workers and their families here in Gainesville. Visit myhcfcu.org to learn more. When you buy a diamond at International Diamond Center, you can bring it back a year from now, trade it up to a bigger one, and get 110% of your original purchase price toward the new diamond. You pay me $10,000 for my diamond. When you come back and you want to trade it up, you're going to get that $10,000. Plus, we're going to give you a bonus of $1,000. IDC owner Keith LeClaire talking about IDC's industry-leading diamond trade-up policy. So you're getting 110% on what you paid for that diamond. Who else does this? I'm going to pay you more for that diamond than you paid me in the beginning. The 110% upgrade is just another thing that separates IDC from the rest. We stand behind what we sell. We know what we're selling, we believe in what we're selling, and we know the inherent value of that diamond. At IDC, your trust means everything. We want you to feel that you can buy with confidence. International Diamond Center. Highest quality, insane selection, guaranteed best value, full transparency, and the strongest consumer protection warranties in the industry. Our job is to keep you as a customer. International Diamond Center at Celebration Point. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. You might think all a solid foundation can do is hold up walls and a roof, but it can do so much more. It can build friendships, launch businesses, create memories, and okay, yeah, hold up walls too. At Radiant Credit Union, we're about strengthening all the foundations in your life, starting with your home mortgage. Our home loan experts are ready to help you every step of the way, ensuring your financial foundation stays solid. Visit RadiantCU.org foundation to get started. Federally insured by NCUA. We are your home for Florida Gators softball. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. 
Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. All right, we'll hear from you. 392-8255. Email srussell at wruf.com. Steven says, I think the umpire didn't throw uh, Bradfield out because he didn't want him to have to miss four key games against UF and Arkansas. Do you think that was on his mind? It shouldn't have been. You you can't worry about that. You 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 have to react to the situation at hand, in my opinion, Stephen. Williams says he got his wish on a change at third, but not in the form of Thomas, but in Fabian. Looked great for about half the series. However, I think you and Jeff were spot on. Benny started giving him a steady diet of off-speed, breaking stuff, leaving him basically unproductive. My question to you is, what do you do at third base going forward? I kind of talked about that earlier. He's got options. I mean, if you think that was just a one-off and you think Fabian's still hot, you keep him in the lineup. He certainly played pretty well at third defensively. Um, or you go back to Halter, you know, after he's had, you know, a chance to to, to sit and see a little bit. Um, personally, on the road, I would go with Halter. But he's got options. Uh, okay. I want to talk about a little bit. First of all, I can't wait to see what the NBA is going to do with Morant. I mean, you you look at that and you just go, that that can't be right. That 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 just can't be right after what just happened with him. I mean, it's an insensitive, stupid, whatever adjective you want to use. The NBA's got to come down on him. It just does. He's got problems. I mean, he needs help, but he's but they've got to do something with him. And then. The other thing is, I, I, I just want to make sure talk shows like this one, like you see on ESPN, well, our job is to get you to talk, right? I mean, Seth and I talk all the time here, but m- my job is to have you interact and talk about what's on your mind. And most of the time, when there's no controversy, crickets chirp. Because that's what sports talk has become in large part. It's to complain, whine, your team stinks, this guy should be fired, etc. Okay? If you, Doc Rivers is now the latest in a long line, I shouldn't, you know, with Budenholzer, with Phoenix's coach, with Gallant, the Rangers coach. The Rangers were in the finals of the Stanley Cup last year. The finals. And this year, they get knocked out in the first round. And then I love what teams say when, when they – I want you from now on to, to read what they say when they part terms with the coach. We thank Coach X for his great service. He was a fine co- – he'll be such a fine coach, what you fire him for? That makes no sense to me. Now, I don't want you to say you suck either, but it just – it amazes me. When all these glowing things that the coach did, well, then what are you firing him for? Makes no sense. BB says, nice weekend for Gator Baseball. You know, a lot of the better teams in the SEC can be a bit up and down depending on where, when, and who they play. Feels like a wild end to the season, a crazier than usual College World Series. Uh, We'd be broadcasting the Kentucky games. No, will not be. 
Uh, let's see here. Oh, and by the way, in softball, the SEC earned five national seeds, including two of the top six. Pretty good. Um, Auburn's going to the Clemson Regional. Kentucky is in the Evanston Regional. Ole Miss was 30-26 and 26 this year, and they're going to a regional. Salt Lake City. Um, so, and Missouri, who I think played its way in because they did pretty well in the SEC tournament, but they get to go to Oklahoma and play in that regional. South Carolina, a hot team, is in the Tallahassee regional, and Texas A&M goes right next door. They're going to the Austin regional. Since 1997, the SEC's had nine teams go to the College World Series. Nine of them. Pretty good. Thirteen schools have been crowned the champs since the tournament started in 82. Two SEC schools among the winners on that list. Alabama won the first. I didn't really realize this. They won the first SEC championship in in, uh, conference history uh, in 2012. And then Florida won in 2014 and became the third program in history to win back-to-back national titles. So the SEC does well there. Uh, okay. A couple of emails here, but I want to hear from you. 392-8255. Email srussell at wruf.com. Joe, uh, interesting email here. Uh, he says, uh, uh, long, he's basically saying the point about postseason. He said, isn't that where all programs are judged? No, I don't, I don't believe that. Let me ask this. The Jacksonville Jaguars this year, were they judged on what they did in the postseason? No, their fans were happy as pigs in mud to get to the playoffs. Now it starts. When you get there, the expectation ratchets up. And I get it. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but just sometimes to me, there's too much emphasis being placed on the postseason. You don't get a chance to really enjoy the regular year, and that's just too bad. It really is too bad. Uh, Paul, uh, this is interesting. He says, uh, to your point, if Sully wins the SEC and doesn't get to Omaha, is it a successful season? Yes, it is. Is it a disappointing season if that happens? Yes. Yes. If you win a league championship and you get a ring, that's successful. If you don't think it is and you want to debate that with me, you can. But to your exact verbiage, if you win a league championship, it is a successful season. Disappointing if you don't go further? Yes, absolutely. Because, again, if you're the SEC champion, I think the expectation rises that you'll be better. D, what's up? Hey, what's up, Steve? Good Monday to you. Yep. Uh you know, when I heard you talk about uh, expectations with the NBA, uh, 
I, I couldn't help but think of, you know, Monty Williams mm-hmm. and what's about to happen to Doc Rivers. And, uh, you know, the thing with the thing with Monty Williams, Steve, is, um, you know, there's new ownership there, so they're not tied to him. And number two, you can't you can't in a, a playoff game for the second consecutive year be down by 30 points at the half at home. It's just a bad look. Uh, you get nationally embarrassed. Um, you know, it, it's the fans are on you. The media is on you locally and nationally. And number three, I think the thing that really got him was, you know, his inability to, you know, get the most out of DeAndre Hayden. We all know what happened last year against Dallas where he basically asked him, did you quit on me? Yep. And, you know, and they had they didn't speak all off season, and that was just a that was a theme all season long. And, and his his inability to t- reach Aiton, uh, I think, really got him got him axed. So, you know, when you bring in Kevin Durant, you you spend all those draft picks, you give up a Cam Johnson and a Mikhail Bridges. Uh, you better not be embarrassed at home like that. So, I I didn't think that was any surprise. Uh, no, now I, I guess the question becomes, who do you hire better? And, and I think that's always in, in the back of the mind, you know. But, yes, I, I think w- when you go out and you get, for example, Embiid, okay, and James Harden, if, if ownership goes out and spends the kind of money to get players a Durant in Phoenix, okay, then the expectation, good, bad, wrong, right, goes up because ownership, to your point, and management has gone out and invested. They what's the return on investment? Championship or at least a deep run to that. So yeah. So coaches have to understand. You you get me the personnel, fine. Well, you better do something with it. Right, and I think uh, I think Doc Rivers is next, Steve. I just think uh, I think he's been there five years. They haven't you know gotten out of the second round of playoffs. Uh, and yesterday was an embarrassment. I mean, they got whipped. I mean, at that third quarter, it just seemed like the team just just laid down and quit. You know, Embiid. You know, let's talk about James Harden wanting to go back to Houston, and you're going to hear a lot about that that situation. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's like you said, man. It's you know, Janet Jackson, man. <laughs> Doc, Doc, Doc Rivers said it. He goes, uh, you know, everybody knows what kind of profession this is. Nobody's safe. So. Uh, I, I look for him within the upcoming days to be uh, right next to Monty Williams on the unemployment line. All right, D. Always appreciate you, man. Thank you for your call. 1228, time check brought to you by Hayes Shirley. Coming up, we're going to talk to Stephen Holder, the beat reporter for the Indianapolis Colts, about Anthony Richardson, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. Hey, Frankie Lane here from Lane Yardware in Williston. I'm no scientist, but it seems to be the normal weather here in North Central Florida. Hot, sunny days and rain is definitely making our grass grow fast. At Lane Yardware, it's our goal to keep America looking great, one yard at a time. We'll help you keep that woke grass in check with an American-made Gravely Zero-Turn Mower. And we always offer discounts for all military veterans. Lane Yardware in downtown Williston and on the web at lanejardware.com. 
It's awesome. Okita America is the best. It's summer camp season, and nobody in Gainesville does summer camp like Okita America. That's one of the reasons we came here, to make new friends. Weekly field trips, academic coaching, sports programs, and more. Okita America has classes for all ages. Whether you want full days, half days, or individual days, they're all available for the summer for all ages three and up. Drop by either Okita America location on Archer Road or Newberry Road, or find out more at OkitaAmerica.com. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the Internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network, with gig speeds everywhere. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Florida has over 2,000 miles of shoreline, over 4,000 square miles of lakes, and over 11,000 miles of rivers, streams, and waterways. Which means no matter how big your boat, how bright your life jacket, how loud you shout, finding you in the case of an emergency is going to be really difficult. Unless you have an emergency locator beacon. Odds are you'll never need it. But the odds for you are tremendously better if you ever do. Learn more about emergency locator beacons at myfwc.com. Brought to you by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Partly cloudy skies are expected this afternoon with temperatures reaching into the upper 80s to near 90 in most areas. There is an isolated chance for a stray shower or storm through the afternoon and into the early evening. Otherwise, most locations today will remain dry. Most of nightfall in the mid-60s. Areas of fog after midnight are possible for tomorrow morning's commute. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Justin Ballard. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. You know your gardeners come at a certain time at a certain day, and then other people's gardeners are there when you try to take a nap, and they're there for like 30 minutes making noise. Loud. I'm talking loud lawnmowers. Yeah, yeah, very relatable. Like, I know everyone out there is going, I hate it. I know I for one, it. I hate it for the gardeners. gardeners Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. We are your home for Tampa Bay Rays baseball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Well, obviously, the NFL draft is in the rearview mirror. Anthony Richardson going to the Indianapolis Colts uh, at uh, rookie minicamp. And we're going to bring in Stephen Holder, who covers the Colts for ESPN and ESPN.com. Stephen, I know it's been a whirlwind for you, and I appreciate you taking the time to do this. Um, Let me ask you this, first of all, in covering the team. 
Were you surprised at all that they took Richardson? No, I, I wasn't. I knew that they had done a lot of work on him prior to the draft and, and had spent a lot of time in Florida you know, getting to know him, uh, evaluating him, and, and he was a good fit for them, I thought, because, and this is not news to anybody, but their, their new head coach, Shane Steichen, he comes from the Philadelphia Eagles. And I thought the job that he did with with Jalen Hurts, you know, who is a, also a dual threat quarterback, it it really kind of gave them a blueprint for what they might be able to do with Anthony. So it just made a lot of sense, and and frankly, it boiled down to for me to whether they could block out the noise and and you know the quote unquote risks of you know this sort of boomer bust quarterback and and take that chance. And I, I think. They, they got their heads around it and made that pick. What were your impressions of him during rookie minicamp? So what you learn, I think, in the first, the first few weeks with a new quarterback, a, a rookie quarterback, you, you don't really learn a lot from the, the on the field because, you know, it's a very limited amount of work. But I, I do think you can kind of tell how a guy carries himself. And – and it has always been my impression, and getting to know him a little bit prior to the draft and now since he's been drafted, it's been my impression that Anthony Richardson has a very mature way of handling himself. And I think that kind of exudes leadership, which you need from your quarterback. Uh, he looks the part, you know, and he, he walks like a quarterback, talks like a quarterback, but at the same time, he has an ability to not come across as, as, as arrogant or any, any of that. Uh, he has, I think, a lot of humility in him as well. So it's a nice blend. And then when you talk about first impressions, there were some opportunities, though, where, or some, some instances, I should say, where he made some throws where you're like, all right, that's why he's here. You know, And you saw a few of those, even in rookie minicamp. So uh, I think he's in a great place, and he's got the right demeanor to, uh, to handle what's in front of him. A uh, dangerous question here because we all know what happens when we get asked about what fans think. But in your view, Stephen, is the fan base happy with this selection? I think so. Uh, there has been a real thirst for a quarterback of the future here. They, they haven't had one. I mean, Andrew Luck retired in 2019. You know, it's been four years. It, it doesn't maybe feel like it, but it's been a long time. And and there have been these temporary Band-Aid solutions, none of which have, have proven to be a long-term um, option for the Colts. And so here they are, you know, still kind of trying to find, you know, the guy who's going to help them turn the page. So Anthony Richardson represents that for Colts fans. He represents the guy who is perhaps hope at that position. And, and it's a, a team that has some talent, has had some talent, and we'll see how it looks this year. But it just hasn't really – they haven't been able to meet expectations because the most important position has been a dud the last three years. So with the exception maybe of, of Phillip Rivers in 2020. So it's been tough as a Colts fan, you know, trying to, you know, to, to love your team, but knowing that the quarterback position has been an impediment to it. And so there's a lot of hope invested and Anthony Richardson by these fans. Stephen Holder is the beat reporter for ESPN, ESPN.com, covering the Indianapolis Colts. 
Stephen, we all know this, that you know, a quarterback's at least part of his success is how good your offensive line, you know, how good are your receivers. So what is the roster around Anthony Richardson? Are there receivers there, people there that will help him? So the skill positions, I think, are good, not great. But, but there is definitely the potential for them to take a step there. So Michael Pittman has been their number one receiver. He, he's definitely very productive. Is he the most dynamic receiver? Maybe not. But he's, he's definitely a, a, sure-handed, dyna, uh, excuse me, a sure-handed, productive receiver. They have a young receiver in their second year, Alec Pierce from Cincinnati, who was a deep threat who really couldn't be utilized last year because one of the problems Matt Ryan had was, was throwing the ball down the field. So Anthony certainly could develop a rapport with that, with a, that type of receiver. So we'll see. And then I really like their, their latest draft pick at that position, Josh Downs uh, from North Carolina. He is a guy who is, is going to really give him a, a shifty option in the slot. And, and someone who he really developed a rapport with in the rookie minicamp, I, I think those two guys will, will definitely grow together. I, I like the potential of that duo. Uh, and then I think a lot of the success of the offense and, and by virtue, or by extension, I should say, uh, Anthony Richardson, it will be dictated by what does Jonathan Taylor look like. Mm-hmm. We know what he was two years ago. Last year, a major ankle injury just really, really slowed him. If he's back to 100%, I think they have a very, very dangerous backfield between the running ability of Taylor and Richardson, and it could be really interesting to see how they use that. Minshew, uh, my final question for you, Stephen, Minshew is there, so I don't know that there's pressure for Richardson to start, but if things went right, could he be the week one starter? So... You're right. Minshew does give them the ability to kind of of bring Anthony Richardson along slowly. I think it's hard to say whether he is the, the week one starter. I mean, the odds are probably against it, but I wouldn't rule it out. And here's what I would also say. I think I think the, the likeliest option is that maybe he doesn't start, but you see Anthony Richardson on the field at some point. I just think his skill set and the packages that they're putting together, they're going to be able to use that right out of the gate. And, and it won't matter as much whether he has complete mastery of the offense and protections and blitzes. I don't think it's going to matter as much if you're asking him to maybe do some very unique things as a dual-threat quarterback. He can do that now. And so I, I think you can work him into the lineup without, without necessarily putting all of it on his plate at once, and that gives the Colts some opportunities look if it's successful you know maybe they use it more and more we'll see I, I think that is what I anticipate right out of the gate and then we'll see how quickly his role grows from there great stuff Stephen Holder covers the Colts for ESPN ESPN.com thank you for your time Stephen I'm sure as we get along here and go further with him we'll get you back and see what he does appreciate your time all right you got it you got it Stephen Holder does a good job so there I mean I think he is in a really good position. And if he's not ready, then you have Minshew, who does have at least, you know, some starting experience in the league to help him out. But he made a great point. How do you not get some, let's take his name away, somebody of his skill set who can do certain things with the kind of coach who developed Jalen Hurts 
I think it'd be foolish if you didn't at least use him in some packages or some you know situation like that. But it'll be fun to watch uh, as he develops. Uh, okay, uh, until we get Michelle Smith here to talk some softball from ESPN, 392-8255, and you can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Kevin says, uh, Florida's moved up to number four in the D1 baseball poll. Are they now assured a top eight seed? No. No. I mean, if they will get swept at Kentucky and then go to Hoover and lay an egg, then no. They're, they're not assured of anything. I just don't see that happening, though. I, I, I think this sweep this weekend solidified them there. They would have to collapse here. I mean, could, could Kentucky beat them at home two out of three? Yes. It's tough to win on the road in this league, right? So would that shock me? No. Let's say that happens. Okay, now they go to Hoover. You don't want to go one and done or two and barbecue. You don't want that because then you are making that rather subjective as to what you're going to do. So, but no, I think they're, the way they're playing, I think they're in really, really good shape. Uh, Bill uh, talks about the NBA. He said, uh, if I'm the NBA commissioner, Morant gets suspended for at least some of the games at the beginning of next year. You agree? Yes. Yes. That something has got to happen there. And the most important thing is for that young man to get some help. Obviously, there's some issues there. You know, whatever they are, I do not know. Uh, but yes. Paul, the Rays keep rolling. Uh, does their train stop? I mean, injury, whatever, m- maybe. Um, but th- look, they're good. Um, and by the way, Morant has been suspended already because of the gun video. And then uh, Matt Ryan leaves NFL, joins CBS as an analyst. I think he'll do a good job there. Is he a Hall of Famer? Is Matt Ryan a Hall of Famer? I think he's like an Eli Manning type. Um. My, and, and I will tell you, sometimes when I think of those things, it's like the first thing I think. And the first thing I thought was he is. But maybe we'll get your thoughts on that. 1244, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Marshall Tempest. In Gator news, the men's golf team is at the NCAA Regionals and are currently in 12th place going into hole 16, one above par. Gators softball have secured a spot in the NCAA tournament. They head to the Stanford Regionals on Friday to face off against the LMU Lions at 6 p.m. The Gator baseball team moves up in the SEC East ladder, sitting at the top after sweeping Vanderbilt at home this weekend. They have their final series of the regular season against Kentucky and Lexington with game one Thursday at 6.30 p.m. 
and in high school sports, the Newberry High School baseball team traveled to a neutral site to face off against Chipley for the 1A state semifinals on Wednesday at 10 a.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center, and I'm Marshall Tempest. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. I want to talk to anyone out there who is a healthcare worker, or if you know somebody who works in the healthcare industry. I've got some real money-saving news for you. It's really pretty simple. You need to switch your current financial institution to the credit union I've been using for over 30 years, my healthcare federal credit union, and it's right here in Gainesville. I save in a lot of ways by banking there. Here's some ways you can save. Many people have high credit card interest rates. Well, my HCFCU has a low fixed rate card with no annual or balance transfer fees. If you need a loan, a car loan perhaps, they can give you the same low interest rate on new and used cars. Used car rates are typically higher at other institutions. And you can even get your paycheck as an option a couple of days early. What's wrong with that suggestion? I've been a member for over 30 years, and I can't say enough good things about the service and what they do. My Healthcare Federal Credit Union, to find out more, visit myhcfcu.org. That's myhcfcu.org. Life to the fullest. You hear that all the time, but it's easier said than done when you're in pain, right? Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is in the business of giving people back their quality of life and providing much-needed relief for chronic joint pain. And not just providing that relief, but doing it in the most non-invasive way possible using regenerative treatments from your body's own natural biologics. Where's your joint pain? In your knees, hips, shoulders, or back? Well, QC Kinetics concentrates these impactful treatments right at the source of your pain, directly applying healing properties where you need them the most. And best of all, you walk in the office and walk right out after treatment. No surgery, no downtime and patients are raving about the results. So what does living life to the fullest look like for you? Finally being able to play golf, hike, walk your dog, enjoy time with your family, whatever it is, don't wait one more day. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Oh, they're just nice people. It's not a bad, bad trip to the dentist like it was when I was younger. You know, that was a horrible thing. And, and now it's, it's, you go in and there are nice people there. They talk to you. They don't hurt you. <laughs> this is fairly important to me. Yeah. Well, and you look forward to coming here. It's not yeah. like, oh my gosh, I'm going to the dentist. It's okay, we're going in to see everybody at Exceptional Dentistry. It sounds silly, but it makes a difference in the way you look and feel about things. So it's not just coming to the dentist. It's we being... come see our friends. Exactly. They're the best. That's it. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Dry your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. 
The following message is sponsored by the Florida Department of Elder Affairs, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. It was an opportunity for me to put everything I was as a person into work. They have so much to offer, and they need to be respected and taken care of and listened to. Being an ombudsman gives me that opportunity to pay it forward. For more information, go to ombudsman.elderaffairs.org. That's ombudsman.elderaffairs.org. Southern Sports Today with Chuck Oliver, weekdays at 2, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. This is Gators head men's basketball coach Todd Golden, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. You know, recruiting never ends, but I'm hoping to get a sit-down with him in a few days to go over the whirlwind that has happened because he has totally reshaped the roster for next year. I mean, he, he's done, I think on paper, a really, really good job in getting portal talent. And, of course, just got the junior guard here from Orlando, too. So uh, progress, I think, is being made there. Let's get to Tony. Tony, welcome. Hey, Steve, what's up, man? Yeah, hey. that's how it is in college basketball, man. It's going to be a new team every single year. Yeah, really just about. about yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, hey, Steve, before I get to get to baseball, forgive me as being a Jets fan for not rolling my eyes when when your guest said that the fan base of Indianapolis that went from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck and had like a 25-year run of that is starving for a franchise quarterback. <laughs> I couldn't help but roll my eyes, Steve, when he made that comment as a Jets fan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, by their standard, though, I see it. But, yes, if, if you're a franchise like the Jets, then, yes, I, I, I'm with you. Speaking of that, Steve, I hope our Jets have a good season, man, because I counted five primetime games. Whoa. And late into the season, too. So, some folks think we're going to be in it until late, hopefully, man. Keep well, it's the, it's the Aaron Rodgers effect. That, that's what that is. And, right. I mean, look, defensively, the Jets were really good. They, they had a, a yeah. defense that is a playoff-worthy defense. So, if they stay healthy, you would certainly think that that defense would still be good. And then you pick it up with Rodgers, and then you get what you get. So let's let's as a Jets fan, that's that's my hope. Definitely for sure, Steve. I found it fascinating what happened on Saturday. I was with a group of scouts, a couple that are buddies of mine, and one of them had a stopwatch. He hit his stopwatch when Futrell came off the mound, and the next time Futrell went back on the mound, it was one hour and thirty minutes, and every scout there um, was shaking their head not believing what Corbin was doing to that kid's arm. Um, and this comes off the Gators dodging the two lefties, the Friday guy and the Sunday guy. The Sunday kid, Hunter Owen, is really their ace. He's a projected first-round draft pick. And the rumor is that he's going to probably be meeting Tommy John. And uh, you go back and you think about what Corbin did to uh, Kamar and Leiter. A lot of stuff about him stretching him out when he didn't need to pitch count-wise. Uh, Corbin's like the Nick Saban of college baseball, but let me tell you, man, he's developing a little bit of a reputation uh, with these young arms, and uh, it's getting out there, Steve. Um, and, and and then the way that Sully handled um, Waldrop, I thought was very interesting. Um, said he was going to come back the next day. Um, a couple scouts told me, listen, man, once, once a kid warms up, 
once a kid long tosses, has a bullpen session, pitches an, an inning, to have that person do that the next day, kind of risky. It's not the smartest of moves. And sure as heck, midnight comes around and the announcement's made that Jack's going to start and Waldrop's just going to be held over until next week. You know, a lot of players, a lot of pitchers are getting injured, Steve. A lot of pitchers are going down like flies. And, you know, we'll never know what happened with that decision. Maybe Sully just rethought it. But I won't be surprised if maybe families getting involved nowadays and saying, hey, listen, my son's not going out there tomorrow, you know. Uh, when you think about a kid like Waldrop in two months, he's got a multi-million dollar payday. Um, he blows out his arm now. He's still going to get drafted, but it'll cost him millions. Um, I just found that fascinating. What do you think about that whole situation there on Saturday? This is what I think. Um, the reason, you know, in the post-game show, if you had a chance to hear it, I asked Sully that specific question, and I wanted him to do it to address fans who were listening. Because I said – what goes into your decision in terms of mm-hmm. Waldrop? And he said, Jeff and I looked at each other, we're going to turn around and start him tomorrow. And that didn't shock me. You know, a little surprising because he didn't, you know, he threw 10 pitches in the game. But to your point, you know, bullpen, you know, all that. I think he just rethought it. And I also okay. think he looked at the schedule, okay? Because yeah. you've got a short week. It's a Thursday, yeah. Friday, Saturday week. I think had this been a normal week, he might have thought more about pitching him, but I think just to be overly cautious and because of a short week, he changed his mind. I hope so, man. And and if that's the case, that just show, shows you why Sully has the reputation of someone who takes care of young arms, and he's got that reputation in college baseball, and I'm very happy for that. And you know what, Steve? This sets us up perfect for next week. I think Sully goes with Waldrop on Thursday. Don't you think? He could. He could. Now, you know, sometimes you don't want to, you know, mess with what you've got. But is that an option to do that? It certainly is because it gives you one more day of rest for your other two guys. So, yes, that is definitely an option. Yeah, because then Sproat stays on his regular Friday right. start. So. We'll see. All right. All right, Steve. Hey, great job with the call. Could you guys do something about the audio? The audio is coming in really low um, as far as your call. And I'm trying to listen to it in stadium, and it's almost impossible with the stadium noise. But then the commercial comes on, and it blows my ears away. So it's something going on with you all's call. You guys could just check on that. Hmm. Okay. All right. Thank you. Um, for First, I've heard of that, but it's good to hear that because um, – for those who don't know, we in the broadcast booth hear us, and we can control our headsets, but we don't know unless you know we do have a. a for those who don't know, we have a, there's a network and there's a network producer, and the network producer, his job is to tell us, "You're you're sound great, raise this, lower that," so I'll pass that along. Uh, because of that, because I just don't know. Uh, we don't notice that. Okay, uh, don't forget Michelle Smith is going to join us, top of the 1 o'clock hour to talk softball, uh, Florida and the rest of the field, SEC, et cetera. Uh, Michelle Smith has done that for a long time, and she's been very kind today to join us to talk about that. We're trying to get Tim Walton, but I understand they're leaving tomorrow to go to the West Coast. Uh, so I'm hoping 
we can get him before e- either he leaves or uh, when they're out there practicing. Byron, you got two minutes. Go ahead. All right, Steve. I'll try to not talk too much. But, uh, Steve, shout out to the baseball team, man. I'm a big uh, uh, Lang, Lang and uh, Cags guy. But, uh, Steve, I just shout out to the uh, the freshmen, man. Wyatt Langford and uh, uh, Cags is my favorite players. But I want to shout out to the freshmen, Steve. Some of those guys just got out of high school. I don't want to get the names because I'm already mixing them up. But they're really just impressing me, man, with this, the way they're playing. And just a shout out to the, the baseball team. Steve, my comments today about the NBA. First, Doc Rivers, Steve. You know, Steve, I, he, y'all been talking, I think, a little bit about him. And uh, I don't know. He, he never could win the big games. And sometimes I just want to wonder, like the other night, James Harden and Embiid just vanished and didn't even touch the ball for the last four minutes when I think, uh, you know, uh, Jason uh, outscored the whole darn team. So I don't know if it's Doc or the team just let him down and Harden just don't show up for one game. But that's my shout-out to that one, man. I, I don't know, Philly, same on you. But I'm with Boston, Steve. Second, Steve, the Miami Heat. Steve, I'm a Florida guy. I'm not a Heat fan, but I just want to shout to Pat Rowley. Steve, I believe you know he did that. New York Knicks was in the playoffs when he was there. L.A., I think he was there in Miami. And, and Sproles, the coach he's hired, which I didn't like. I, I, I stand corrected, Pat. You are the man. And, uh, you know, we talk about coaches like Phil Jackson and them, Steve, how important they are. But I don't know how important somebody like Pat Rowley is to the organization because every way you go, he wins. And last, Steve, it's a guy played for Denver. I didn't pay a lot of attention to him called Jokovic or Jokovic. Steve, the center is back. That is me in my dreams and, and, and wishes. This guy don't even miss. Man, I tell you what, get you a big center like that. I don't care how many threes you shoot. And see where they're at in the finals. Thanks, Steve. I'm sorry about your Phoenix. Byron, thank you. Not my Phoenix. Uh, I'm a Knicks. Um, but you know what? Let me tell you how uh, fragile the NBA is. Jokic, right? Last year, remember what happened? Nobody remembers last year. They lost in the first round. They were bounced with a guy that's as great as he is. And now this year, look where they're at. Nobody remembers last year. Hour 2 coming up, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville, from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 981 FM, 850 Considering AM. buying a lab-grown diamond versus a natural diamond? IDC owner Keith LeClaire says, be careful. These machine-made diamonds are being mass-produced, and the value appears to be dropping fast. If they can create 130 carats per machine per day, and you've got 5,000 people that are growing at that level, do you know how much is already stockpiled? You're talking about millions of carats. Now you're talking about a product that was $5,000 just three years ago is now down to almost zero. So when trying to choose between a natural diamond and a lab-grown diamond, proceed with caution. Why would you put your money in something that devalues faster than food you eat? Before you propose, come to International Diamond Center and get the facts about diamonds from our non-commissioned experts. Learn how diamonds are priced and graded on the world market and educate yourself on the latest trend of lab-grown diamonds. I want people to know that IDC is about protecting them. International Diamond Center at Celebration Point and always at shopidc.com.
The following conversation brought to you by Omega, 800-300-9ERC. That's 800-300-9372. OmegaTaxCredits.com. I thought I couldn't get the ERC if I got the PPP loan. Nope. If you're a business owner with five to 500 employees, you might be eligible. I thought it was really difficult to apply for the ERC. Not if you use Omega. See, Omega is an accounting firm that has been around for over 15 years. They are a true accounting firm that will have a fiduciary relationship with you and your business and they don't get paid until you get paid. But I'm sure it takes forever to find out if you're eligible. Again, no. If you call 800-300-9ERC, you could learn if you're a good candidate in less than 10 minutes. I make a call that takes less than 10 minutes, and I can find out if my company is pre-qualified to receive a tax credit up to $26,000 per employee? During the qualifying time frame, yes. I'm checking out OmegaTaxCredits.com right now. This conversation was voiced by actors that belong to a company that has already filed for ERC. What is ClearSound Audiology and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss, whether it's affecting you or a loved one. Don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10% or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this gorgeous Monday in the University City. I'm Steve Russell. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day to join us and talk sports. You can call us on the Clear Sound Audiology phone line, 392-8255, but after... We talk with Michelle Smith, who, uh, of course, works for ESPN. Great softball player in her day, in her own right. And she's here to talk about uh, the upcoming NCAA tournament. We'll focus a little bit on the SEC, but the the field overall. Michelle, always good to have you. Thanks for doing this. Absolutely, Steve. Nice to be here and uh, chat softball with you. You bet. Um, as you looked at the field, Michelle, did anything jump at you as a surprise, either in a good or a bad way in terms of a team or a seed or where they went? Yeah, I think um, I think a lot of people were surprised at Alabama's number five seed. Um, you know, the committee basically said it was full body of work. It was their wins versus top 10 teams and top 25 teams. Um but I think that, you know, people then look at Auburn, you know, beat them in a series. And so, you know, there's a lot of back and, back and forth about that. And then um, also Oklahoma State, who kind of stubbed their toe over the last, say, 13 games. I think they're maybe 2-11 and 11 over their last 13. So I think, the, um, you know, them getting the sixth seed also surprised some people. But, you know, it's tough. There's a lot of things that go into making that bracket, as you know, in any sport. Um, and, and obviously with softball as well, there is also the – you know, the, the distance that teams have to travel and flights and all that, they try to limit uh, a certain amount of that. And um, so it's it's complicated, very complicated. I think the, I think a lot of people were probably surprised that, that uh, Florida, that the Gators are going all the way out to Stanford. But, you know, that'll be a good matchup, I, I think, for the Gators. Um, but, yeah, it's, a, it's interesting because when we get the bracket, we only get it um, a couple hours before the show. And then, you know, we're trying to digest everything and break it down, and it, uh, it's a lot of information. We almost have more time today to really let everything soak in and start looking at, oh, this is interesting. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I understand that. I, I Believe it or yeah. not, I have a couple of emails for you, 
Um, okay. Because I promoted you were going to be on. Sam says, does UF have a good chance to get to OKC with this regional pairing? You know, I, I do. I think they're going to match up really well against Stanford. Stanford has very good pitching. Um, their they're hitting is a little bit weak. So, in, you know, for the Gators, that that's actually a good thing because Florida Skyler Wallace is, you know, off the charts this year. She's having, you know, a record year. Um, and then, you know, Kendra Falby and Charlotte Eccles. So, you know, if, if the Gators can score runs, I think they're going to be in a good position. They just now have to limit the free passes. You know, if Elizabeth Hightower can have a strong showing, limit free passes, keep the ball in the yard, um, you know, I think there's opportunity for the Gators to go out there and, and make some noise um, at Stanford. And uh, Ben has an email that says, uh, and you kind of mentioned it, uh, it's been such a treat to watch Skylar Wallace play uh, in terms of her speed and power. Are there very many players like her throughout softball? Yeah, that's a great question. And no, there are not. I mean, she's very unique. She's got power to all fields. If you look at her spray chart, chart she will, you know, take an inside pitch and smack it out the right field. And then uh, you throw her on the outer half and she'll, she'll hit a home run the left field. Um, you know, she runs like the wind. If you walk her, it's almost like giving up a double to her because she's going to steal second base. Um, the only other athlete I would probably say is comparable would be Kiki Malloy for Tennessee. She's got 23 home runs on the year and she has uh, quite a few stolen bases herself over 30 herself. So, you know, those two athletes are doing great jobs for their team. They're, they're both in that leadoff, um, you know, spot making some noise. So it's a, uh, they're a lot of fun to watch. They're very dynamic athletes. Michelle, when you get into this tournament, I mean, what Oklahoma's done is is pretty remarkable. And it's kind of like, okay, Oklahoma or the field, where would you go down that road? Yeah. Um, you know, Oklahoma's strong. Patty Gasso reloads every year. Um, you know, they graduate out All-Americans, and they plug All-Americans right back in. And, you know, they, um, they're complete in the sense that they've got – Three great arms uh, that are going to be rested. You know, uh, neither n- none of them have thrown or overthrown uh, too much this year. They've got the best defense in the nation behind those pitchers, and then they have an offense that's you know the the highest scoring offense in in the country. So you put all those three together, they're obviously going to be very difficult to beat. You have to play your A plus game, uh, and you have to hope that they have a, a B minus game. But uh, you know, they're experienced. Um, you know, they uh, put themselves in a in a very good mental bubble, I guess you could say, with their championship mindset. And, um, you know, when they do that, they're, they're hard to knock off that top pedestal, especially when they're playing at home and then especially in Oklahoma City where, uh, you know, obviously the, the crowd embraces them. Uh, is there a team in this field that maybe you think is a dark horse to, to go a long way here? You know, that's a great question. Um, I think there's some mid-majors that could make some noise. I think Central Arkansas, you know, they've got two great pitchers. Um, Kayla Beaver has uh, 23 wins, I think, on the year. Um, they've beat Arkansas twice, so I think you got to watch out for them. I think, I think Oklahoma State has Wichita State coming to town, and I think they have got to play their best game. They've already lost to Wichita State twice this year. I think that um, – I think that Texas is going to have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. I think they're upset that they weren't a top eight seed. Uh, so they're going to host a regional, and then they're going to have to go on the road to Tennessee for a super regional. But I do like Tennessee. I think that Tennessee is in a good position. You know, they're playing well. Ashley, Ashley Rogers is healthy. Uh, they've, they've got some, some great sticks. They can run. 
So I think that um, that's a that's a, a team that can do a lot of damage. But you know, it, it's hard to say this year. Last year we had three unseeded teams make it to the Women's College World Series. Right. Uh, I, I think that that's also a possibility that we could get some unseeded teams this year too, because there's just been so much parity throughout the country this year. Um, so it is going to be interesting. It, it, you've got to play really good softball, and, and I think it's kind of limiting expectations and focusing on execution. And, and if the team the teams that execute are going to be the ones that punch their ticket to Oklahoma City. Michelle Smith with us uh, from ESPN talking college softball. And, of course, the field now set for the upcoming NCAA tournament. Um, home runs, I guess, are up every place, including softball. Do you think yep. that the fences are okay in terms of the length of where they are for the game now? You know, I th- the fences could absolutely go back a little bit. The problem with that, Steve, is that a lot of these universities, you know, there's not room to extend the fence an extra 10 yeah, or 15 feet. Good point. So, it, yeah, yeah it, it becomes a financial issue as well as a land, <laughs> you know, yes, issue. Yes. Um, yeah. So I wouldn't mind seeing them, you know, take a look at the technology, the ball, the bat, even sometimes the strike zone. You know, we've done so much to push the game so that the hitters have the advantage over the last, say, 20 years that, you know, I think at some point the pendulum has to swing back to the pitchers a little bit because the hitters are just getting to the point where, you know, teams are scoring, you know, eight, nine runs a game. And to me, that's not fast pitch softball. That primarily is usually about, you know, we call it fast pitch for a reason. It's, you know, named after the pitchers who, who should be able to, to dominate a little bit more. So I think, you know, with all the analytics nowadays, all the video, all the different things that, that the hitters have to train, there's, there's no secrets. As a pitcher, it's really hard to, um, you know, to get hitters out nowadays. So I think that there are ways that we could, um, you know, fix some of those issues. But I think that, unfortunately, moving the fences back would create a lot of havoc for a lot of institutions that already have stadiums built. Spoken like a truly great pitcher that you were, um, so, <laughs> and I was one too, so I, I totally hear you. Let, let me end with this. Um, you know, doing a lot of the Gator baseball broadcasts, um, umpires today have it tough because they're, you know they're really scrutinized. But I think people don't understand that you know leagues evaluate umpires, and you know, they can lose their jobs if they don't do what they're supposed to do. But over the last few years, from a pitcher standpoint, Michelle. Has the strike zone changed? Has the has the home plate umpire calling balls and strikes changed in your view? Um, yeah, that's a great question. I think that um, I, I think that we have gotten a little bit better at trying to, for us especially in softball, use the upper part of the zone because if you read it in the rule book, it's you know it says that the you know, the knee all the way up to the to the sternum or to, you know, the chest. And we never really, if anyone gets a strike called above the belt, there was like, oh, that's too high. And, you right. know, it's, it's, it's like it should be actually even way higher than that. So, you know, that would probably help help our pitchers out if the, if the high strike was called. Um, it would probably result more in, in more strikeouts, more swing and miss, especially with the rise ball for pitchers that could manipulate pitches up in the zone. Um but I, I would like to see – I think part of the issue with our sport is that we basically have the same river, basically the space between the plate and the batter's box. That's called the river. That's at least what we term it in, in softball. That's the same distance in softball as it is in baseball, in Major League Baseball. But yet a softball is so much larger than a baseball, right? A softball is a 12-inch 
Um, softball, baseball is what, nine inches? So, you know, you're looking at, 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 a, at a ball that's 30% larger, but yet we don't have as much room to throw on the corners without hitters getting hit, you know. And nowadays everybody's armored up and they can lean in the pitches. So I think free passes to me are a big issue more than um, the strike zone. If we allow the pitchers to be able to throw the pitch uh, on the corners and we get the, the, the pitchers are getting those corners, I think it really opens up um, your ability as a pitcher to be able to, you know, manipulate um, the, the the hitters. And, um, you know, Sandy Koufax said it best. If, you know, show me a pitcher that can't throw on the inside corner and I'll show you a loser. And, you know, you've <laughs> got to be able to throw on that inside corner. <laughs> yeah, no, he's right, too. No, no question about it. Michelle, great yeah. stuff. I appreciate you taking the time. Hopefully we can get you back down the road here as, as this tournament progresses. Always appreciate your time. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks, Steve. You got it, Michelle. Bye. Michelle Smith. Uh, she, go back. She was a terrific pitcher, a dominant pitcher in her day. One thirteen time check brought to you by Hey Shirley. The rest of the day is you and me. Call us up. Talk some sports. ESPN ninety eight one FM eight fifty AM WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN ninety eight one FM eight fifty AM WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Marshall Tempest. And in Gator news, the men's golf team is at the NCAA Regionals and are currently in 11th place going into hole 18 with par. Gator softball have secured a spot in the NCAA tournament as they head to the Stanford Regionals on Friday to face off against the LMU Lions at 6 p.m. The Gator baseball team moves up in the SEC East ladder, sitting at the top after sweeping Vanderbilt at home this weekend. They have their final series of the regular season against Kentucky and Lexington with game one Thursday at 6.30 p.m. In high school sports, the Lafayette Hornets baseball team face off against the Holmes County Blue Devils on Wednesday at 1 p.m. for the Class 1A state semifinals. That's your Gainesville Sports Center, and I'm Marshall Tempest. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Friends, buying a vehicle is a big purchase. It's a lot of money. You want to make sure the vehicle lasts you for a long time. So, and, and look, buying a vehicle is a very personal thing. Do you like a convertible or a hard top? What kind of vehicle do you like? Well, Southeast Car Agency knows that. And they know about people who buy vehicles because they've been in business for over 40 years, family-owned and operated by the Cousins family. And they never had new vehicles, just the best and late-model, low-mileage vehicles. They've got them now. They had them over 40 years ago. Their selection is great. You can check them out in person at Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville, or you can go online, secars.com, and check them out that way as well. Been a longtime customer. They do great work, and they really work with you to make sure you get the vehicle you want at the price you're wanting to pay. If you go see them in person, make sure and tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. Awesome. Okita America is the best. It's summer camp season, and nobody in Gainesville does summer camp like Okita America. That's one of the reasons we came here, to make new friends. Weekly field trips, academic coaching, sports programs, and more. Okita America has classes for all ages. Whether you want full days, half days, or individual days, they're all available for the summer for all ages three and up. Drop by either Okita America location on Archer Road or Newberry Road, or find out more at OkitaAmerica.com. Looking to retire comfortably on your terms? Of course. Then don't buy an annuity. Okay. Has an advisor told you that an annuity will help you retire confidently by providing income? Uh, yeah. 
Did they also tell you they make a big commission when you buy that annuity? And they might even get a free trip from an insurance company? Uh, no. Might want to ask them about that. You may also want to meet with the team at Talon Wealth. They're fiduciaries that don't sell products. They focus on you and your goals. Compare how you've been doing to their actively managed portfolios and explain all of your options because they only do well when you do well. That sounds fair. Call 352-751-3200, 352-751-3200, or visit guardingyournestegg.com. And remember, don't buy an annuity. Talon Private Wealth LLC investing in stock markets involves the risk of loss, and there is no guarantee that all or any capital invested will be repaid. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Florida License D056341. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Dry your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. Easy Cater presents We've Got Your Back, Up Singers. Back Up Singers. So I order barbecue for a 20-person client meeting. A client meeting. Easy Cater calls and says, Hi, Sarah, you probably need more food for that many people. Want us to add it for you? Done it for you. I say yes, please. Yes. Turns out they were right. Good thing they asked. Because Joyce's meeting notes can be pretty sassy when she's hungry. Look out. Client meetings. Easy Cater has your back with over 100,000 restaurants. Order 24-7 on easycater.com and know. We got your back. to every call to the bullpen. Baseball lives here. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. I don't know why I'm thinking of this today, but... If you ever want to read about a history of a group, read the history of the Temptations. It's it's sad in some ways what happened to some of those original people that were in that group. And and some of it happened, you know, as they were at the peak of their popularity. And it just, if, if you ever get a chance to do it, it's interesting. All right. Uh, by the way, congratulations to Cade Curland, co-freshman of the week. This week, uh, he only hit 667 this weekend. Ten total bases, a homer, a double, six runs scored, couple of RBI, and he reached base uh, all five times in the series opener. So congratulations to him. He's had, you realize, he has now the all-time Gator record for second baseman for home runs. He should be in high school now. He's... I mean, it's amazing. And look, the, I think Michelle Smith said it right. The game has certainly changed. And 
you cannot, you will never convince me that something's not going on with the bats and or the baseballs or softballs. Chicks dig the long ball. Remember that Braves promotion? Yeah. Mark says, I don't know if the following facts are true, but for this hypothetical, let's say they are. Morant is a legal gun owner and has a concealed weapon license. Scenario one, he does an Instagram live video in his car where he brandishes his legally owned gun and waves it in front of a camera. Scenario two, he does an Instagram live video in his car uh, where he then discusses how to safely handle a gun. Which of any of the above scenarios are worthy of a suspension and why? Me personally, none are. Well, if you take that in a vacuum, Mark, I agree, but you're forgetting one key point. There's history here. He's done other things with a gun, okay? And he's had other incidents. He got in a fight in a pickup game. So I think you have to look at the totality of that. And look, we can debate, and this is a much bigger issue nationally, as far as guns and you know all of that, we, we all know what that debate is about. And if I have a legal weapon and I have a video and I, and I wave it around and say, hey, I think I, I, I'm for gun ownership. Uh, you know, I'm an NRA member. Okay, you're not doing anything illegal. I hear you. Okay, but look at the total circumstance of Morant and you'll think you'll see why that issue was there. Lou, hello. Uh, good afternoon, Steve. Could you please get me caught up a little bit on uh, the Florida golf team and their regional? What do they have to do? Where do they finish uh, to make it to the next round? And is there another actual, like a super region after this, or, or do you have privy to that information? I can get it to you. I have some of it, but I don't have all of it, so I want to get it all and get it right before I give okay. it to you, they're they're playing today. Obviously, start today. Obviously, yeah. Uh, in Michigan, um, and so okay. I will give you all the details because I want to make sure I'm right before I do it. Absolutely, no rush. But thank you anyway. Buddy. Sure, Take thank care. you, Lou. Yep. And again, I uh, formatically, I just want to make sure um, of what all those things are, and I will do that after we take our next break. Tony says along the lines of what another Tony said. Thought it was a good message to Jack as well. He was trusted yesterday, and Waldrop got some rest. Also, he's right. Audio isn't loud, but the commercials are. Um, okay. Um, certainly we'll pass that uh, along. And, it, again, when we're doing it, we just hear the sound in our headsets. We can't hear uh, anything that goes out over air, so to speak. Porter says... Uh, he had to echo the great call uh, before the break. He thought the exact same thing at the time. Sully put the individual player's health as a top priority, wouldn't compromise that at all. And even though my, in my orange and blue view and thinking our chances were better with Waldrip, he only threw 10 pitches, he'll be fine. Probably somebody might not. What we do know, having him call it a night is best for him, purely from his arm and his health and his short, short and long-term prospects. I'm glad and proud to have Sully as the coach of our young adults on the diamond. Um, well, he has always, I can tell you this, he does have the reputation, scouts-wise and such, 
of uh, being uh, cautious with his pitchers. Um, very rarely do you see them go 100 pitches. Sometimes you do, but it's never, you know, 120, 130, as we have seen some coaches do. That, that just does not happen. Right, We've got a half an hour left or so. Call us up on the Clear Sound Audiology phone line, 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Let me ask this. Does anybody think the Gators will end up winning the SEC? It is certainly possible now. And if you look at the matchup, you know, Arkansas has to go to Vanderbilt. Florida has to go to Kentucky. Um, you just wonder. And now, you know, LSU's in this too. They've got that odd, uh, they didn't play a game, they can't make it up deal. So it's going to come right down to the final weekend. Joe, hello. Hey, my uh, my Tampa Bay Rays play your Mets. Can you give me a spout? Saw a scouting report on the Mets this year? Yeah, they're not very good. Um, they, they've yeah, had a lot of... one game behind 500. That's not terrible. That's not good. No. Especially no. for the money. I mean, if you're going to go by the talent on this team and the money spent for it, it they've underachieved. Now, to be fair... It's a long season, though. If you let me finish. To be fair... Go ahead, I'm sorry. To be fair... They've only played 30-something games. But my concern is the Mets are not doing well against teams that aren't very good, like the Nationals and the Reds and the Tigers. What happens when they play a team like your Tampa Bay Rays? So that's my concern. Who who they got starting tomorrow? I haven't even looked. Yeah, <laughs> no, nope, because they're off. Like they're off here, today. I need, I need a, a, a scouting report. Well, they're off today. I mean, the scouting yeah. report it is two things. You, I mean, if, who I'm, is my scouting report going to be different if Scherzer starts or Verlander starts? Sure. Well, not really. I mean, because you don't know. I don't, I don't know anything about the Mets. I haven't followed them this year. That's why I was just yeah. A lot, a lot of injuries to their pitchers. Scherzer's missed time. Verlander's missed time. Their closer, Diaz, got hurt during the World Baseball Classic, so he's out. And the biggest thing right now is they're not hitting. Except for Alonzo, the Mets are underperforming at the plate big time. That's been, that's been one of their big issues. All right. Thanks, Steve. Yes, sir, Joe. Appreciate your call. Uh, let's get to Jake real quick. Jake, hi. Hey, Steve. Well, that was some of the finest ball I've seen the Gators play this year, this series. They uh, they were just hitting it in every cylinder. Like you said, Curlin was just absolutely phenomenal. Tony the Tiger Langford from Trenton was not very far behind Curlin at all. I mean, they just, you know, every one of them played good. Caglione pitched really well, which I thought, uh, and just, they hit on all cylinders. If they play like that all the time, they're going to be. They've got a great chance to uh, be the Kings of Omaha. But yeah, know? I mean, we all know that probably won't happen um, because let's face it, it's difficult to keep that with who you're playing. But yes, that's what can happen if you know everything 
falls into place. And that's why there was so much expectation, you know, going into this year. And I keep telling people this and nobody wants to listen. It is a long season. It's 56 games. You're going to have most times some ups and downs and it comes down to a weekend, right? If you pick a weekend, like if you if you go to if you host look look at last year. Last year's team was not as good as this year's team, let's face it. But you're home for a regional, right? They picked a bad time to play poorly and you're out. So part of it is, you know, how well you're playing, but then once the postseason starts, it you you flip the page. You just do. Now, we can have a regional and a super regional here, right? If Florida finishes in the top eight nationally, then if they win, they would be guaranteed to host a regional and guaranteed to host a super regional. Yes. Okay, that's what I was hoping. They were right on the bubble last week, but now that should have kicked them over the edge temporarily, right? Well, I mean, there's 75 baseball polls, but the one I go by, D1 Baseball, they're number four in that now. Now, look. You go to Kentucky and you get swept, well, now you're probably going to be about number seven or so, maybe number eight, and now you're back on the cusp. And that's and then that becomes the SEC tournament becomes, you know, maybe more important than it might be today. So it's week to week. Is, last question then, is, is Kentucky this week? Yes, Kentucky's Thursday, Friday, and Saturday to end the regular season and – uh, they're twenty-four and four at home. Yeah, about like we're playing like that kind of number, a little bit better than that, but just because we play more games. But that's pretty solid, that's for sure. Yep. All right, Steve. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. One thirty. Time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, ninety-eight one FM, eight fifty AM, WYUF. Anchor in the soul of Gator Nation. And coming to you live from the second story of the CJC on the campus of the University of Florida. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. The following conversation brought to you by Omega 800-300-9ERC. That's 800-300-9372. OmegaTaxCredits.com. I thought I couldn't get the ERC if I got the PPP loan. Nope. If you're a business owner with five to 500 employees, you might be eligible. I thought it was really difficult to apply for the ERC. Not if you use Omega. See, Omega is an accounting firm that has been around for over 15 years. They are a true accounting firm that will have a fiduciary relationship with you and your business 
and they don't get paid until you get paid. But I'm sure it takes forever to find out if you're eligible. Again, no. If you call 800-300-9ERC, you could learn if you're a good candidate in less than 10 minutes. I make a call that takes less than 10 minutes, and I can find out if my company is pre-qualified to receive a tax credit up to $26,000 per employee? During the qualifying time frame, yes. I'm checking out OmegaTaxCredits.com right now. This conversation was voiced by actors that belong to a company that has already filed for their ERC. Hey, it's Steve Russell talking to all you healthcare workers out there. Don't just dream about your family's next adventure. Make it a reality. My Healthcare Federal Credit Union has super low rates for new and used boats, RVs, campers, and power sport vehicles. If you already own one, refinance it now with rates as low as 5.99% APR. And you might qualify for a gas card up to $100. We are My Healthcare Federal Credit Union, helping Florida healthcare workers and their families here in Gainesville. Visit myhcfcu.org to learn more. It's good to be able to make a change, to never feel stuck. That's why at Cox, we're making a change too. Now Cox Internet plans are flexible, so you can choose to just go with Internet, add TV tomorrow, or home automation down the line. It's easier than ever to get just what you want and nothing you don't. Flexible plans from Cox. Change anytime. No commitments, no penalties. See for yourself at cox.com slash internet. Additional services can be added at then current regular rates. All services subject to residential customer service agreement and acceptable use policy. Restrictions apply. Okita America is the best. It's summer camp season, and nobody in Gainesville does summer camp like Okita America. That's one of the reasons we came here, to make new friends. Weekly field trips, academic coaching, sports programs, and more. Okita America has classes for all ages. Whether you want full days, half days, or individual days, they're all available for the summer for all ages three and up. Drop by either Okita America location on Archer Road or Newberry Road, or find out more at OkitaAmerica.com. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Partly cloudy skies are expected this afternoon, with temperatures reaching into the upper 80s to near 90 in most areas. There is an isolated chance for a stray shower or storm through the afternoon and into early evening. Otherwise, most locations today will remain dry. Close to nightfall in the mid-60s, areas of fog after midnight are possible for tomorrow morning's heat. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Justin Ballard. And now, Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. <laughs> Milwaukee Bucks fired Mike Budenholzer, and this is a couple of years after winning the championship. And this has happened. Frank Vogel with the Lakers, Nick Nurse with Toronto, Budenholzer now. You win the chip, and then you get fired a couple of years later? Yeah, this is a heartless business. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes, and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM, WRUF. Okay. As far as Gator Golf, I told you I would give you the information. Uh, they are playing today, tomorrow, and Wednesday. And then the top five teams, as well as the top individual finisher not on an advancing team, will go to the NCAA championship. There's no super regional. I did know that. But 
Uh, the NCAA championships are going to be in Scottsdale, Arizona, May 26th through the 31st. So, again, 54 holes started today. Top five teams will advance to the NCAA championship for Gator Men's Golf. And SEC Coach of the Year, J.C. Deacon, by the way. 392-8255, you can email srussell at wruf.com. Rob's on our Clear Sound Audiology phone line. Rob, hello. Hey, Steve. Yeah, I wanted to um, you know, talk about Matty Ice. Um, I would say he, 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 he could sneak in there, but I, I, I give him a more a no than a yes. I mean, great quarterback at Boston College, great quarterback in the pros, but he has no jewelry. And it was a debacle in that in that Super Bowl against Tom Brady. And to compare him to Eli Manning, Eli Manning on the flip side whooped Tom Brady. And he's clutch. Eli's clutch. I don't think Matt Ryan was ever known to be be clutch. So, you know, great quarterback, but I I don't think you know, I don't think I don't think he won a Super Bowl, did he? Um, I don't know that he did. Um but I'll just say this. I I guess if you don't have a Super Bowl ring, then I think it shouldn't be held against you. Because if that's the case, Jim Kelly, now he's played in it, but, I mean, how many quarterbacks they're in the Hall of Fame? Dan Marino, right? Fran Tarkenton didn't win a Super Bowl. So does that yeah, disqualify they, you they, from they, being in there? No. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl, but he ain't in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, but Dan Marino... You compare Dan Marino to Matt Ryan. I mean, Dan Marino is a way better quarterback than. How do you how do you uh, figure that? Matt Ryan is seventh all time in yards in yards passing in the NFL. Seventh. Yeah, I like to look up Marino's numbers and compare. He's got over sixty thousand passing yards. Yeah, yeah, it'd be good to look back and look at the stats, but stats don't win you titles. And to me, you have. Well, then you you then you can't put Dan Marino in the Hall of Fame either. No, I'm not talking. I'm not saying that's the standard, but I'm just saying, for for to me, the way I see it is, he went to a Super Bowl, and they were up by I don't know how many touchdowns, and the goat brought his his team back, and to me that was one of the ugliest Super Bowls I've ever seen. But we'll leave it at that. Yeah, I mean, it might be an ugly Super Bowl. It might be an ugly Super Bowl. But see, that's that's Rob, where I have a problem with a lot of people who talk about quarterbacks like that, okay? He's been to the Super Bowl, okay? He was an MVP of the league, I think, I don't think, I think just once. I'm, I'm, I know once, I don't think twice, I think once. And again, he's got over 60,000 passing yards. He was in the top 10 when he retired. Now, again, different game than what it was back in the day. But if you're going to put Marino in there, if you're going to put Tarkenton in there, he... He's comparable to me. Yeah, and you know, and also that San Diego quarterback that never went. He was a Dan Fouts. His name. Dan Fouts. Yep. And the, the the newer one that played for the Chargers. He played for a lot of years and never won a title. Philip Rivers, probably. That's the man I'm talking yeah. about. But you're right, Steve. But you know, in, I'm just speaking at the top tip of my tongue. I like to look at the numbers, and if he's got that many seventh all time passing, that's that's highly rated and. You know, he took his team to the Super Bowl and laid an egg. But well, what, but I did want to say one thing. Uh, great weekend. Let's keep it up. We're rolling. And I, I'm loving the woods, Steve. Okay. Appreciate you, Rob. Thank you for your call. Uh, 
Andrew says, is there a point when you realize somebody's in over their head? People say give a football coach three years, but isn't there a point you realize someone's not going to get the job done? When was it with past coaches? Seems like with McIlwain, it seemed fairly early. McIlwain got Florida to the SEC championship game twice. So define that. I, it's, a lot of it is feel, right? When Dan Mullen was let go, was anybody shocked? You could sort of see it coming. And that is the hardest job, I think, for an athletic director, Andrew, is when do you pull the plug? What is your standard? What is your expectation for a coach? Let me just say this. Lane Kiffin is at Ole Miss. What's Lane Kiffin won? What's he won? Okay. Has he gotten to the championship game? Is it No. But yet at Ole Miss, people think he's God. Why? Because Ole Miss hasn't been very good. That's why. So when you win, you know, when you're eight or nine games or maybe even ten games and you're relevant, okay. So people are going to love him. But after a while, that honeymoon wears off. It's like, okay, next, what have you done? So, Andrew, it's a great question, and I think it's one that just, you know, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. I, I, I think athletic directors also, if, if, Seth, if I'm the athletic director and I hire Seth, I don't want to admit Seth's not going to do the job. I'm going to give him every chance to make my hire look good. But is there a point when you cut the string, when you have to do that? Yes. That, that, and I think athletic directors should be judged in part on their hires and how successful they are. Um, Tony says, stars in the Kraken tonight. Who you got? He's a Dallas guy. I'll say one thing for the Seattle team. I mean, it's an expansion franchise, and look what they're doing already. Now, probably next year, if their coach doesn't get him, they'll be fired because that's how it is now. Um, but I don't know. I, I thought Seattle would win this series before it started, Tony. So I'm just going to go with them because that's what I thought uh, would happen, just for you know whatever that's worth. Kevin says, uh, I'm looking forward to your conversation, if you have it, with Todd Golden. I think Florida's really on the right track. And I must confess, after last year and what I saw, I wasn't convinced I'm more convinced now. Yeah. Okay. 143, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Final segment coming up, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Marshall Tempest. In Gator News, the men's golf team is at the NCAA Regionals and are currently tied for sixth place with Wisconsin going into hole 18, five below par. The Gator baseball team moves up in the SEC East ladder, sitting at the top after sweeping Vanderbilt at home this weekend. They have their final series of the regular season against Kentucky and Lexington with game one Thursday at 6.30 p.m. 
Gator softball have secured a spot in the NCAA tournament. They head to the Stanford Regionals on Friday to face off against the LMU Lions at 6 p.m. In high school sports, the North Marion High School baseball team hosts Bishop Moore tomorrow night for the Class 4A Regional Semifinals. That's your Gainesville Sports Center, and I'm Marshall Tempest. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. QC Kinetics provided amazing pain relief for a former professional baseball player, and you have access to the same life-changing treatments as retired Braves pitcher Jose Alvarez. I put a lot of stress and strain and work on my right arm, but my right elbow took most of the damage with three surgeries. Arthritis developed, and the pain was unbearable. It wasn't just pain when I was trying to play sports. It was any time I was moving the right elbow. It was pretty excruciating at times. That's when Jose discovered QC Kinetics and the regenerative treatments that help the body heal itself, restoring damaged tissue and providing relief with no surgery or downtime. Jose's message to the medical professionals at QC Kinetics? My elbow is feeling outstanding. Where were you 10 years ago for crying out loud? QC Kinetics is right here. Call for your complimentary consultation. Call QC Kinetics 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400 At International Diamond Center, their diamonds don't just sparkle, they come to life. The diamond doesn't smile at you, don't buy it. The diamond's got to talk to you. IDC owner Keith LeClaire says the reason his diamonds have this magical quality is because every diamond at IDC has passed through the highest possible quality control standards and chosen for maximum beauty. You're seeing the brilliance and the scintillation. There's no obstruction in that diamond. There's no internal green. There's no clouds. An IDC diamond is better because, pure and simple, we put the time, the effort of selecting only the best. Every diamond's going to be handpicked by us. We're looking for nothing but the top, top, top percent. So there's never any cutting corners, no compromising, no settling for an okay diamond. Let's be critical. Let's pick the best and deliver the best we can. We do all the hard work in the beginning. Is that diamond you're about to buy just okay, or does it speak to you? Come to IDC and listen before you buy. Anybody that sees it on her hand, they're going to be on. Where'd you get that diamond? International Diamond Center at Celebration Point. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss, whether it's affecting you or a loved one. Don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Dry your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. From scenic lakes and rivers to picturesque bays, Florida has many beautiful waterways that are perfect for exploring by canoe. But even when paddling on calm water, it's important to be prepared for the journey, regardless of your experience level. Be sure you're physically ready for the effort and always wear your life jacket. Before you go, know your limits. Safe boating is no accident. To learn more, visit the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. Big news at Electronics World. Electronics World is now under new ownership. Hi, this is Tom Collette. EW is still locally owned and operated, still giving you big box prices with personal service. Our new ownership group is dedicated to providing you the ultimate customer experience while guiding you through all the latest smart home automation and entertainment products and services. Come visit our 5,000 square foot showroom and design center in Gainesville today or online at electronicsworld.net. From the diamond to the dugout, 
We are your home for Florida Gator baseball. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. In case you missed it, uh, over the weekend, uh, Gator Track won 15 medals at the SEC Outdoor Championship, seven gold, two silver, six bronze. They were held uh, in Baton Rouge. Um, the Gator men finished sixth, the women finishing second. And now they get set for the NCAAs coming up. We're, we're now down... You know, with lacrosse losing the tough way that they did, women's tennis, we're down now to men's golf, track, baseball, and softball. And that's it, I think. All right, we got another 10 minutes left. Adrian says, think the Vandy series is sure to regional seed. And this is how he sees it at Kentucky. Win two or sweep, a top eight seed is clinched. Win one, must win one in Hoover. For a super seed and get swept, probably have to win Hoover. Nah, you gotta make a deep run, I think. I'm not sure you have to win it. Um, but otherwise, Adrian, I, I like your, your thought process here. Um, okay, Jack, what's this? Is a great question, Seth. I'm gonna throw this at you too. We all know, uh, he. He basically said over the weekend some friends were discussing things over some adult beverages, and and one of the things that was asked was, what sport is the SEC best in? And he said, we all know that the SEC is good in a lot of sports, so he said, I'm going to throw it at you. What sport do you think the SEC, as a league, is best in that's a great question because look at softball right i mean and and again i guess what's your also i think to be fair what's your judge like where's the level of judgment for example the sec has 12 teams in softball in the ncaa softball tournament that's pretty good that's like almost your entire league right but what if they all got beat in the first round well, then how good is the SEC? So that that'd be part of my answer. What, how do you gauge that? But that's a great question. And obviously, you know, you look at the, the sports, I don't know that I'd be able to answer. I mean, softball comes to mind right away. And remember, not every school in the SEC does gymnastics, you know, that sort of thing too. So what do you think? So that's a great question. Ooh, I... You know, college football would be the one that you jump to the top because what what's the SEC one like seven of the last eleven or seven of the last twelve? I went through and looked at baseball. Baseball's won seven of the last twelve, but baseball also puts four teams in Omaha, right? Where college football, it, it's usually a one trick pony, isn't it? Yes. Sometimes you get two, Steve. I I'd, I'd say college baseball. With seven of the last 12 champions out of the SEC, not only seven of the last 12, but South Carolina, Vanderbilt, Florida, 
Mississippi State, Ole Miss, that's five different champions. So I would say college baseball. Okay. That's a great question, though. And uh, Very good. I'll Very bet. Good. Yeah, and I'll bet uh, over some adult beverages or some good conversation over that. But, I mean, it really is. It's a, it's a fascinating question. Maybe we'll throw that out one day uh, as it gets closer to summer here because uh, we all know what happens over the summer. Uh, okay, 392-8255. You can email uh, Russell at WRUF.com. Matthew says, who's the coach of the year in the SEC in baseball? Ooh, another good question. Oh, I mean, look, the temptation is the winner, but I'll tell you who it is, in my opinion, Dave Van Horn of Arkansas. They've had a ton of injuries, and somehow they're sitting where they sit in the league. So I just think because of that, I would say him. But look, if you win the league, as brutal as this league is, it's pretty hard to say, you know, that person isn't the SEC coach of the year. But I I think Van Horn has had to work through a lot uh, with that. And by the way, just want to throw this out as we go to the last weekend of the SEC season. In SEC games only, and this is what's misleading, Vanderbilt came in as the SEC's best team in batting average in SEC games. Did they look the part at all? They didn't. So now, going into the final weekend, the number one team in the SEC in hitting in conference games only, Kentucky, they hit 285 as a team. The Gators hit 270 in league play. In team ERA, Vanderbilt was number one. They're not now. Arkansas is number one, 4.60. Kentucky is fourth at 5.03. Florida is seventh at 5.58. Mississippi State's team ERA is 9.61. you imagine that? 9.61. So it's crazy. Um, But that's where that sits. Um, And then just in SEC games only, and this is what it's coming down to now, uh, we talked about, you know, batting average and what teams are doing and all of that. Player of the year in SEC games only. Dylan Cruz of LSU is still hitting 432. And Kentucky has a player that very few people have heard of who's really good, Jackson Gray. He's hitting 381. Florida in league games, Josh Rivera leads them at 351. And Langford close behind at 345. Gray of Kentucky leads the SEC in SEC games. In runs scored as well with 38. So, and again, Dylan Cruz leads the league in on-base percentage. Um, Tommy White of LSU leads the league in RBI with 43. Caglione has 32 in league play. That's the most of any Gator. And uh, Condon 
of Georgia, who we saw here, has the most homers in SEC games with 15. Cags has 12, just for whatever that's worth. Uh, last two emails here. Kevin, is Florida the best team in the SEC in baseball right now? Ooh. Uh, today, you know, look, I'll say this. A lot of what I think people judge, the last thing you see, right? Florida dominated Vanderbilt. Does it make them the best team? I don't know. I would say no, but I guess the question is, who's better? I would say maybe Arkansas and Florida would be the top two for me. And uh, Chuck says uh, for softball, uh, what are what's Florida's chances to win uh, that regional out in Stanford? I think as they pitch, they go. Uh, you heard Michelle Smith earlier. If Hightower is okay, if uh, the relief pitching is pretty good. I don't know that a team is going to just shut them down, although Tennessee did in the SEC tournament. But, you know, and it's hard because I don't know enough about Stanford. You don't see them all the time. I'm going to try to get all the coaches on for you uh, from all those teams to give you a sense of what they think about their teams and what they've done over the season. Um, but I think it all boils down to that. Could, could Florida win 8-7? to seven? In softball, yes. But I think you, you tend to go higher scoring. I, I, I don't like Florida's chances. I, I think they got to be able to pitch it pretty well uh, to be able to do some damage there. Uh, and, again, I'm going to do my best to get all the other coaches on, but it's going to be California time. It'll be early in the morning there, but we'll get them up early and see if we can get them here. Our thanks to Michelle Smith from ESPN talking about uh, Gator softball and the SEC and what they might do in the NCAA tournament. And then to, uh, to uh, Stephen Holder, who is the Colts beat reporter for ESPN and ESPN.com, as uh, he talked about Anthony Richardson being in minicamp. Thanks to Seth for producing today. Uh, tomorrow, back here at noon. Don't forget Wednesday our on-deck baseball show. Jeff and I will be here for that, uh, and we'll get your thoughts on Florida-Kentucky. We're also trying to get Coach Nick Mingione to come here and be on with us from Kentucky as well. So we're working on a bunch of people here as we continue with the week. And we're going to have Ray's afternoon baseball for you on Thursday when they take on my New York Mets. That's our show for today. We thank you for listening and taking the time to do so. Enjoy the rest of this Monday. I'm Steve Russell. As you listen to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF.
WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM.